everyone and welcome back to the Darren Connell show. Well, it's not really called the Darren Connell show. It's called Straight White Whale, but I'll just say Darren Connell show because if you were watching it for the first time, you'd be like, what the fuck? And I also just clocked my bottle of juice in the table there. It looks like it's about 10 litres on the camera. <laughs> Mate, is there anything more Glaswegian? Then fucking orange diluting juice in a fucking, in a two litre bottle. That is proper. I've just showed them working class there, didn't I? Mate, how good is diluting juice, but? It's so good, mate. Marks and Spencer's bottle, empty, some Glaswegian tap water. Get that some... Marks and Spencer's fucking... <laughs> hey, fuck. <laughs> get, get the Marks and Spencer's label off that, mate. That's no Glaswegian enough for me. Aye. That's the, the Glaswegian Christmas advert. How fucking good is diluting juice? Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> See if you had an Al-Qaeda. That's what you get for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> what, for your Christmas or for your Christmas dinner? Christmas dinner. <laughs> what did you have for your Christmas dinner this year? A two-litre bottle of diluting juice. Aye. Some turkey twizzlers. I got a horn shake and said, uh, Santa's not coming this year. Son, you just need, need to man up and get on with it. Uh, I'm three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, if you get any funny or horrible Christmas stories, since uh, it seems to be that everybody's putting their Christmas decorations up and that in Tesco, have got all the fucking selection boxes. Like the day after Halloween, it's Christmas. Yeah. I've really horrible ones. Nothing really. I mean, I remember like I've got three older brothers and the one that's closest to me. The other two are absolute cunts, but the one that's my pal, uh, he's 46. No. No fact, like 44, I think. What age are you? 34. So a 10 year difference. Is that your oldest brother? No, my oldest brother's 50. So there's a 20 year like age difference between you and your older oldest brother yep my mum had me when i was when she was 37 mate right so she was 17 when she had or like 20 then yeah. when she had your oldest brother Aye. it's a bit of a gap man how well i'll ask you about that that gap but let's go christmas story so my brother that i i like mm -hmm. um I, I think i was like eight or something so fuck knows what age he was he just said to me casually one day you know santa's no real and I was like, ah, what? He's like, ah, Santa is no real, it's made up. And instead of just saying, I just done it, I know. And inside, I fucking died inside, Aww. man. What age were you? Three? Uh, three I phone off. <laughs> after my dad shook my horn. <laughs> your dad shook your horn five minutes after he told you. Man Santa. up for Christmas, son. By the way, Santa's no real. Gets a can oh, for the mate. fridge. Oh, I can't even reach that. I've got major childhood trauma that I've no dealt with, mate. You need fucking EMDR therapy, mate. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> You're my podcast producer slash fucking therapist. <laughs> but uh, I had a similar thing. Do you know what's really sad? I'll tell you the saddest story. I don't remember thinking that Santa was real. Oh, no. I always knew. I think my sister was three years older than me, but I don't have... I have memories of, like an in-between stage of thinking that my mom and dad bought the bulk of the Christmas presents, but Santa still came and gave me something. Mm -hmm. um, and my dad had like really sort of 
beautiful old day style handwriting and he used to write me like Christmas notes. It's one of my favourite Christmas memories is like sort of sitting and reading the, the note or whatever. But um which was a handy trick because one year they couldn't get me the Ghostbusters ghost trap and in the note they wrote the elves were too busy for the ghost trap, but we'll get you in January. I think they just couldn't fucking get it at the shows. <laughs> but it was a good wipe. It was actually yeah. quite f- like reverse psychology because you would accept it. You'd be like, oh, that's fine. You know, yeah. you wouldn't be disappointed. But um, do you know that I, I... That's very sweet, by the way. I man, like my dad's oldest brother, Thomas, or someone I'll think of you, like about a 15, 20 year uh, age gap, used to date for him. So he did it for me because it was one of his favourite Christmas memories. It's like a really nice story. But... Um, I I always remember going and looking for the Christmas presents with my sister. So the illusion, the bubble was burst before I can remember. But one of my f- sort of funny memories, remember when you would always like kind of look up to your dad and think your dad's amazing and have the conversations about my dad butter anybody, my dad, Aye. my dad butter Hulk Hogan, like whatever. Um, that that kind of idol uh, like idolizing my dad <laughs> get burst one year i think i was about 10 or 11 <laughs> and my mom and dad fell out a young age then. <laughs> my mom and dad is like what is did you realize that your dad was a prick um my, my dad was amazing actually but um my mom and dad fell out on christmas day Man. and my dad didn't eat his christmas dinner he sat <laughs> oh, <no>. sulking <laughs> he sat sulking in his chair while we sat in the pure extendable fucking dining table in the middle of the fucking so we are sitting there's me my granny my mom my other granny my sister and we're eating christmas dinner having a laugh like now fucking christmas compilations on the cd player the radio and my dad's sitting with his face trapping them fucking flicking through the sky he must have been raging if he's mate, eating his christmas mate, dinner he was fucking feeling and then i remember um, being like, oh, look to my mom, sorry. And then my mom going right and giving him his Christmas dinner at about nine o'clock. <laughs> oh, night. man. So that's my, like... And did you see him meet it at nine o'clock? Aye, like... sat and scrammed it, mate. <laughs> Was he starving then, I take it? <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. But it's that mental image that I've got of him just sitting with a scowl on his face with his fucking petted lip out at, like, fucking in his 50s, flicking through the skybox while his family have got the fucking paper crowns on like way pulling crackles um yeah. uh, you realize he's watching that, only fools and horses i mate, i don't think he was watching anything he was just raging like rage flitting through the fucking telly that reminds me uh of a story my dad told me about his pal um you know back in the day like ho- it's horrible that women were expected to cook for men aye Right, so I've never agreed with it, and I think it's fucking terrible. You know I want to go back, mate. Back in time? <laughs> I, mean, I want to live then. I hate cooking. <laughs> well, the story went along the lines of his mate came back for the pub steaming, and his wife was like, I'm not making your, your dinner because you're a fucking drunk. Mm-hmm. And have you ever heard of a fray bent as pie? Of course, mate. Of course. Right. Like the pie and the tin. It's a pie and a tin. It's like most, a gourmet. <laughs> I, it's the most rancid I fucking mate. thing you'll uh-huh. ever eat in your life. I wouldn't uh-huh. even leave it out for a rat. Uh-huh. Have you ever tasted the steak and kidney? I've never Three even tried one, mate. fucking howling, mate. I've never tried one in my life. Aye, I just rem- Even at my fattest of bastard days, I would still never eat one. Right. So anyway, uh, <laughs> he's came in and the wife was like, ah, just eat that fucking fray bent as pie and it was uncooked and cold <laughs> and he ate it 
he ate it out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> My dad was saying his pal was just sitting there raging, eating a cold fray <laughs> bit like pie. fucking dog meat. Aye, it's, oh, it's like dog food. It's the fucking Aye, worst food you'll ever... I, I wonder if anywhere else in the world, a staple of the childhood diet of the 80s and 90s was a pie in a tin. Oh. Have you ever seen anything else in a tin? That's like, you're like, why is that in a tin? I remember when I used to work in Safeway, I seen a full English breakfast in a tin. <laughs> I remember my mate, I stayed with my mate one night and had, we had come downs after a night on the Eckies. Right. I'm leaving scared who's watching this anymore. Right, I know right. my man and my dad don't watch it. So <laughs> my pal had a full English breakfast for a tin the next day. And honestly, it was the worst fucking thing I've ever witnessed in my life. Wow. Was it in jelly? Like, how? It had a weird coating in it. Right. Like and preservative. Oh, right. put salt in it and all, man. I was like, mate, come on to fuck, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the glory days. Mate, get his back. How do we get back there? <laughs> <laughs> See all these trans rights and fucking <laughs> snowflakes i want to go back to a day where i can get a full english breakfast in a tin where i can eat dog meat and when i can fucking slap my missus about that's what i want that's my exactly. wish list you're santa full english breakfast in a tin free bent is for your dinner and jabbing your wife for dessert for afters uh, obviously to, that's a joke aye of course we're, we're poking, poking fun at arseholes that genuinely want to go back to that and think that society's all fucked because they can't fucking punch fuck at their missus aye it's like and it's always immigrants fault remember back in the day when you got a full English it was three bits of toast and a big mug of tea instead of a cup and if it wasn't for the immigrants <laughs> we wouldn't be here you're like how can you connect that together mate I know mate um, it, there's no there's connection absolutely no connection I um, was 10 minutes talking about fucking Christmas dinner and three bentos pies mate that's great content no I enjoyed it I've actually been struggling mate like I've been trying to I've been distant like you know how the last pod- podcast the last podcast the last podcast see the last one we done you said you were feeling a bit low because you think it's a change in weather uh-huh. i think i'm experiencing that mate right and i am probably oversharing man fuck it who cares it's your podcast mate go for it i it's my podcast um i've got a five liter bottle of juice there don't give a fuck no happy as larry i'm binging mate um comfort eating big time right big big time i'm abusing food and i'm getting old feelings of being like i don't want to go places i don't want people to see me even like coming to this podcast i'm thinking i don't want to get filmed because i think i'm too fat right. i don't want to go out on a date because i'm too fat and i'm back into really bad habits of doing things like eating when i'm not hungry because mm-hmm. a lot of people just actually i was walking up my street the other day right and i've got a next door neighbor he's a nice guy right and you know how sometimes when people say fuck you've put weight on and they're dead cheeky mm-hmm. he never he wasn't cheeky actually he was he meant it in a really kind way mm-hmm. and it was just a really sober and like fuck man was like, it to say it yeah like because see see the first year of lockdown right i trained with my cousin and i lost 
four or five stone and I was training six days a week. I was intermittent fasting every day and I was fucking getting shredded, man, right? Mm -hmm. So he's seen me when I was doing that to now and I've probably gained five stone or something. It's the heaviest I've been in a long, long time. Right. I try to um, avoid things like sugar and fizzy juice and junk food. I managed to do that for two years. Uh In the last year, I have just went to town, man. Uh So he just said, like, what's happened to you? Like, you were doing so well. And I was like, I know, mate. But I don't want to tell my next door neighbor. I'm stressed. COVID, lockdown, change of career. I think, like, if somebody was to say to me, uh, what's up with you? I'd be like, where have you been the last two years? Are you know a wee bit stressed? Like, Aye. I think some people just live in their own wee bubble. And the guy, you're right, mate. The guy's no meant to buy it. He's probably trying, he thinks if I, if I say something here, everybody darling know, oh, that's his way of sort of going, you're right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And instead of being like, how you doing, Darren? And, and oh, I've noticed that no senior law or something. He's like, what's happened to you? Aye. fuck's sake mate look at you and aye mate it, it just it's just a dysfunctional way I, of the guy checking with you and making sure you're all right mate because i am hypersensitive to that mm-hmm. i've got people in my life who are morbidly obese they've never been to a gym in their life they've never ate healthy free bentis for dinner mm-hmm. and then they'll be like well you've put the weight on and straight away i'll be like who are you talking to you fat cunt Aye, like mate. you've got a cheek to talk about anybody's way always telling aye. you to go to gyms always i'm like you've never been to a gym in your fucking life aye that's i mean not to get therapy on you or therapist on you or, or a psychological expert that's a thing called psychological projection where yeah people have a wish list so they have got their own self-judgments such as I'm a fat bastard. I should be going to the gym. I yeah. should be exercising. I want to lose weight. So whenever they see the opposite of that, somebody putting weight on, they project their ideas of themselves onto the other person. So yeah. what a very good way of sort of using that information is to go, oh, that's a shame for them. Because if they're overweight and I'm not as big as them and they're trying to pick at me, what 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 they must be saying to them. What must they be saying to themselves in their own head? That's like the inner bully externalizing. So, mate, see when people do stuff like that to you, it's always a reflection of them, never a reflection yeah. of you. Unless it's somebody that's like, all right, oh, mate, I've noticed this and, and what's been yeah. going on for you, which is genuine concern. But that um, family members picking on you and that, mate, jealousy, that's what that is. But it's actually a, a known thing called psychological projection. So that's an actual term. Absolutely, because, mate. Uh... But see, on what you were saying, and, you know, I deal with people week in, week out, that are depressed, anxious, mm-hmm. lack motivation, uh, behaviours start to slip, like you're, discuss- like you're saying. See if you can just go to yourself, what are the things that got me out of this the last time? Mm-hmm. How did I get myself out of this the last time? I went to the gym. I, I, you know, like, and genuinely mate motivation comes after the action if you force yourself to do it like force yourself to work out even for half an hour 20 minutes half an hour get yourself out of your head out of your house go for a walk go for a run whatever it might be do something like that force yourself to date for a couple of weeks and a couple of weeks mate i guarantee you'll feel better yeah guarantee it mate because it's fun fun funnily enough see when that guy said that to me i i appreciate you saying that by the way thank you very much um 
I went in the house, got a shower, put my weighted vest on and I went out for a 15k walk and I was like, that wasn't that hard. I'd done that at the start as well, like mad 20k walks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that wasn't that bad. Like I cleared my mind. I felt good. It made me wake up today. I went and got a lot of vegan food as well. Going right. to try and get back on the vegan train and the gut health stuff. Like I love all that shit. Uh-huh. So, uh, but it's weird how your head gets fucking lost uh-huh. and and quickly. I you're just like, I don't know, man. It's just me. It is just as you explained it, man. You don't even notice that you're slipping until you've slipped. Aye. But see, the the real the thing that to develop, and I've said this to a, a, a sort of common friend of ours, you know, you know, like Kieran, who is open about how he struggles. Um. It, the the skill to develop like you can't stop these slips people yeah. people want to avoid them there's no avoiding them you're up and down that's human that's being human but what you can do is you can develop the skill of dragging yourself at the hole yeah. because what people do is is they wait until they're at the bottom of the hole before they start clawing their way back out it's like a sort of desperate act yeah but see if you can notice like you're noticing right now that you're slipping it's within your power to make a small change the day and then make another wee one tomorrow and the next day. Don't go, you know, 15k walk with a weighted vest, eating healthy, you know, then this day, start with one thing, mate. Yeah. Start with the, the walk, do the walk every day for yeah. a week, then go, I'm going to look at my diet, then go, I'm going to look at something else, mate. And I, I hope, I hope you get out of it, mate, because they're fucking shite when you're in them. Yeah. I will get out of it and it's, it's just, I try my hardest not to get annoyed by other people because people look at you and they say, right, you're fat. And I'm like, it's, it's nothing to do with greed. Like, see if people just understood. Like, because I think I'm an alcoholic, right? I don't drink alcohol anymore. Mm-hmm. But see, when I feel bad or rough, mm-hmm. then I, I treat food the way that I used to treat alcohol mm-hmm. or smoking or gambling or fucking ripping the heat off it, anything. Mm-hmm. Just anything like 10 gallons bottle, bottle of juice, like anything that can make you feel better, you kind of uh-huh. go for it for comfort. Absolutely. Like see, see when I'm in a good place mentally, uh-huh. I don't really feel hungry and people are like, oh, you're fat and this and that. But anyway, so that's getting a bit serious no, for a fucking mate, podcast. Honestly, it? It, it's good. It's good that you talk about these things and, and people out there all relate to it. So it's, it's yeah. all good, mate. Um, but um, first of all, mate, you're no fat. Well, Fat's a perspective. Do you know what I mean? Like, I okay, you've maybe put on a bit of weight, and but mate, you are within. I've said this to you before. You're within that realms of average. Yeah. And I don't. I wouldn't look at you and go, oh. And I don't. I don't really look at anybody and go, oh, look, they're fat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just that's just shame. That's personal shame coming out, mate. And, yeah. Um. Anybody that looks at you and does that isn't worth your fucking time anyway. But yeah. Um. Give yourself a break, mate. I'm definitely, I'm going to give myself a break because it happened a couple of weeks ago when I was in London. I went to visit people that I know. Mm -hmm. So the first time that I went to visit, I looked fucking shit hot. And then that time I went to visit, the guy was like, ah, God, you've put on the beef. What happened? And I'm like, mate, a lockdown? You're fucking fat cunt also. Like, who are you talking to? You're fat fucking slob. Like, it's not like you're a personal trainer or, like, see, my cousin, he's a professional boxer. Mm-hmm. He's not, he would never talk to somebody like that. No, because like, he's not got an issue with it. He's, he's not got a problem. He doesn't look at himself. He So that, that guy that said that, he's yeah. just looking at himself, mate. 
Um, so I mean, like I said, see if you can just introduce one wee thing to make yourself to day every day and be productive that day, whether it be a walk or yeah. get a wee grip on on eating or whatever. But one of the things that I genuinely think doesn't work, mate, is that restriction of your diet. Oh, see right. the way that you restrict it. Like it's good. I always say to people if if I'm in sessions with people and they're like, I want to do it, I always say, look, see if you can adopt an eighty twenty approach. Uh-huh. like 80 percent of the week you whatever you want to do restrict your calories if you want to lose weight eat healthily if it's like gut nay you know sugar nay dairy but yeah. see if like 20 percent of the week now and people will always be like what well um if you're awake for say 12 hours a day and you know you did buy that by seven that's 84 hours a week that you've got available and you multiply that by 1.2 mm-hmm. um that's like four hours a week where you can eat what you like, have a bar of chocolate, have a packet. Obviously, don't go fucking mental with it. Yeah. But if it's a Sunday night, a Friday night, a Saturday night, don't see it as you cheating, but I give myself a treat. Yeah. Because then what happens, and this is what I find happens with me personally and with other people, when you restrict, you crave. Yeah. But see if you know, no, Friday night, I'm going to have a McDonald's and a, and a bar of chocolate or whatever. You'll just always be like, I'll get there. You get there, you have it, you'll be satisfied, and then you can go into your next week. It's a good strategy. Yeah. So that eighty twenty approach is a really sort of good, strong one. I'll cut all that out. No, don't <laughs> keep it in, because see, a couple of weeks ago, I'm just going to be honest, right? I had a kebab for first time in five years, six mm-hmm. years. In fact, actually, first time in six years, I had a kebab. No. The last time I had one is the night before I went to Peru. I was supposed to go on a detox, and I was like, one last binge, and I had chips donna meat and cheese mm. two weeks ago right and i swear to god it felt like i was getting a blowjob off a fucking angel like i just kept like i was eating it and being like ah like mm. <laughs> <laughs> it was like better that it was cocaine ecstasy pussy everything uh-huh. man i was just like wow uh-huh. uh, but i'm glad i done it and then i think you know i'm gonna get back into the goodness but i was having mad fever dreams and stuff because <laughs> obviously i've not had meat in so long right i, I was having dreams yeah. that like my granda was talking to me for the grave and all that i was like what the fuck is in a kebab mad fucking it- hallucinogenics <laughs> And why do I want another one? Um, <laughs> anyway, let's move on, man. I want to give a couple of pun- uh, shout-outs to the Avalon Bar. They're a sponsor. After me talking about me hating my alcoholic family. Anyway, the Avalon Bar. They sell free bentis. Um <laughs> They are next door from the podcast. And my friend owns a pub. Amazing, amazing venue. And they've been kind enough to give us some bangers and mash to run the old podcast some cockney raining raining raymond slang there i can't even say it either oh um which i've just kind of came on to recently i've always been aware of cockney raining slang they've got a cheek to talk about glaswegian cunts like everybody's like oh we can't understand you Ouija's. you ever heard fucking cockney raymond slang why can i not say that <laughs> the way you're saying it as well, you're saying Cockney rhyming slang almost, like instead of rhyme and slang. Is it rhyme and slang? Aye, it's Cockney rhyme and slang. Is it? Uh-huh, it's no rhyming slang. That's me in the red group, mate. <laughs> That's the red group coming out again. I never even knew that, man. Fla- rhyme and slang. Flashbacks to fucking your dramatic childhood. <laughs> I'm going to make sure I'm right because I'll tell you what, mate. 
I have I have come away with some amount of shite on podcasts and had DMs off cunts pure. Do you know that that's wrong? So it's a uh, Cockney. It's no, it's rhyming. F- You're right. No way. I'm in the fucking red group this week. Feeling very smug. Rhyming slang. Rhyming slang is a form of slang word construction in the English language. Oh, well, there we go. Also, I've Every got a question for you. Have you ever heard a female do it? I've only heard gangsters and guys. I've never heard a girl speak like that. Um, I Guy Ritchie movies, predominantly for me, mate. I don't know if I've ever actually met a genuine Cockney or, you know, like a genuine person that's doing it. It's either people taking the piss or like a movie. Yeah. Is it, is it real? I think it is real because I read a book the other night and it was Lenny McLean. Um, the ga- he's a gangster uh-huh. in England. Hung about with the craze. Yes. Uh-huh. And he had a couple of small parts in films, Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. That's right. He also had an extra part on 12 Monkeys. Right. And I listened to his audiobook the other night mm-hmm. and see for someone that is terrifying and scary, mm-hmm. he seems like a really likable person. Aye, mate. And he's cockney and i don't think it was supposed to be funny but there was parts of the book that i was genuinely fucking laughing out loud right he's talking about when he was in the prison and there was like scottish cellmates and stuff uh-huh. and he's just like who are you talking to you scotch can't scotch like, fuck off man we're no tape you i know fucking prick i hate that shit mate i hate that scotch are you scotch like yeah no mate i'm not I'm fucking glaswegian if you want a fucking bar on your coat and you're fucking I hate that as well. I do you know one of the worst ones for me, mate? Because I used to go. I worked for a huge company, and I would go down to England like five, six times a month, sometimes, yeah. and and it would always be, ooh, Glasgow's a rough city. I'd be like, it's really no, yeah. like fuck, mate. It's no the fucking nineteen sixties, like yeah, it's a fucking forward modern city. You can go and you kind of get stabbed, like for fuck's sake, like get a break. I hate that. Because they talk about like homelessness and drug addiction and stuff mm-hmm. when i was down in london it was scary like i mate it, there, no there was a big big difference um obviously everybody needs help but i'm not going to point fingers and say you're worse than us but i, I don't i think it's a bit of a myth with glasgow mm-hmm. i think uh, it's a historical thing and yeah. also think it's a sort of um bravado where we're actually real happy go lucky sensitive people yeah in glasgow but because we've not had a lot we feel like we need to sort of puff our chest out and sort of prove ourselves to everybody and i think a part of that comes with a violent streak in men and i think we play up to it i definitely haven't and times in the past played up to it being in bands and on tour and people being like but also mate you know i seen people getting stabbed when i was growing up and i had knife attacks on me and ran away and so there is definitely that element to it yeah but as a city um glasgow's not a dangerous place there's dangerous parts to it yeah um but it's not a dangerous place overall i think you're right you're probably more likely to get attacked in london than what you're in glasgow so yeah but um we're definitely a cultural fucking hub now man like it's i love glasgow like i absolutely fucking love this place man it's amazing yeah it's good isn't it mm-hmm. i loved it yesterday when i was wearing my weighted vest from f- for somebody that was maybe a wee bit far away it does look like a bulletproof vest or a stab proof <laughs> vest but if you're seeing a guy with a pair of trainers on holding a bottle of water you should be smart enough to realize that it's a weighted vest Aye, do you know what you should do you should run about 
with your two liter bottle of diluting juice and put an inside out farm foods bag in your head. <laughs> put your stab professed on it. Well, I would I walked through Springburn and Milton weight yesterday and right. literally motors were slowing down. Like, get a grip. Um, I'm gonna take a cartoon like slug of this, is that all right? As long as you go. <laughs> I hate that noise, man. Do you? Which reminds me, I can't sit lip smack when they eat. Mm, you don't you, lip smack. Are you one of the cunts? No, but it doesn't bother me. All right, so you're having a go at me because I hate it. No, I've, I've got a mate that is like, you're not even allowed to breathe when you're eating. Yeah. He's like pure. That's disgusting. And I'm just like, but then you go. You like, I've been to his house for like dinners, and his dad's like a fucking pig at a trough. So I get it. I get why he's got a phobia. His dad's literally eating pure. <laughs> I like a fucking pig. Right, and I'm like eating and going like, he's like, fuck's sake, mate. Shut up. Like, like, calm down. He's mentally scarred because he's da. Uh -huh. I'm like that as well, mate. I've got people in my life that I know, I'm not going to name them right, but I know it's so bad. See, if you never knew him, you'd be like, you're taking the piss, aren't you? Mm -hmm. It's actually no disgusting because it's so cartoonish right it's almost funny aye so you're like are you fucking serious are you for real mm -hmm. but um aye i'm like that no <laughs> I, the one that i can't go mate is close your mouth aye like why like are we, what are we fucking animals like surely we're fucking transcended eating with your mouth open and showing mm -hmm. everybody you're done on man like fuck's sake um i've got a not a lot makes me squeamish mate I've got a, I've got a strong stomach, man. I've sat and been eating dinners, and my cat has took a big, massive shite in a little tray, and it's barking, I and I'm just that. eating through it. Like, I don't give a fuck, mate. I'd be honestly, fucked. I I think I was I went the opposite way. So like, my mate's da has obviously made him disgusted with like that sort of like eating. Mm. My dad was revolting, mate. Revolt like a typical old man did not give a fuck. Yeah. Would they the stinkish shites? Wouldn't they flush the toilet? Would fart anywhere? Snort? Like my dad used to have a, a council bath, he called it, where he filled up one of the mad steel sinks. We stayed oh, in the next right, council aye. house and we still, they didn't like renovate. So we still had like the pure council fucking kitchen with a pulley. Um, did you ever have an open, what, an open flame fucking grill top? I've Remember they fucking things? Aye, man? aye. Dangerous man. I mean, I've been like my gran who's had it, but right. they were electric. So sausage and the fucking gas, like <laughs> open gas flame in a pulley with fucking uh, clothes hanging Aye. like two feet away, and my mum would be smoking in the fucking kitchen as well, man. Mental, but um, my dad would have a council bath. I think he'd gave up at this point, but he would fucking fill the sink with hot water, take his tap off, and just like give himself a wash. But then he would clear his sinuses. Oh my god! But then he would like go about. And you would be like, go and empty that sink. And he'd be like, nah, fuck you. Just for a laugh. And that's, leave his snorters floating about in the fucking... So I was exposed to the most disgusting sort of personal hygiene stuff when I was yeah. growing up. He had like fungal nail infection and he was just a typical Glasgow guy. Like, yeah. didn't he see the benefits of personal hygiene whatsoever? Never wore deodorant. Did, only wore aftershave if he was gone for a night out. But aye, man, like, um, so I've got, I've got a stomach made of fucking steel, mate. Wow. See, I've been through, I mean, maybe not as intense as that, but I have seen things like that and it's fucked me. But that reminds me of like, do you ever go to steam rooms and saunas and cunts fucking shave in the steam room? What are you doing, Cardinal man? Cardinal sin, man. What, what are you doing? 
We're like, why are you, why are you shaving in front of me? Like Aye. that's a that is a fucking personal fucking thing that you're doing. <laughs> Suppose it could be worse, it could be shaving our balls, but um I remember uh Bishop Briggs Leisure Drome, there's like open showers and uh I was walking out once and there was an old guy just flat out pulled down his pants, <laughs> spreaded his arse cheeks as wide as possible, bent air and was Gain himself and, a shiner. Like, <laughs> the shower was washing his asshole. Oh, and see, because okay. Bishop Briggs is such a small place, uh-huh. everybody knows every cunt, right? Right. And I knew another guy there, and I was like, are you watching that? And the, the two of you were just, like, shocked. <laughs> like, <laughs> mental how he just get away with it. Well, that was my dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Do you wash your asshole? Aye. Here's an interesting conversation. I've had, I've, I've, uh, dare I say this? Don't say his name, say but I, I know somebody that said to me about saying that washing your arsehole's like gay. Oh no. The reason that they don't wash their arsehole, like touch their arsehole in the shower and in the bath is because like that's gay, playing with your arse. And I'm like, I'm not playing with my arse, I'm <laughs> cleaning my arse. Like, I'm hoping that one day my missus is going to fucking stick her tongue up there. Uh, like that needs to be fucking clean. How uh, homophobic can you be that you can't even clean your asshole because you think it's gay? I know, mate. I don't know if I, I, homophobic. I, as I don't know if I, it as is mentally ill. Uh, but <laughs> I like what you doing. But also, mate, the, I've heard women, you know, mates, ex girlfriends, acquaintances tell me that they've met guys that don't wash their balls. That they get down on a guy and it's like yeah that's not been washed and i'm and i suppose the positive thing that has come out of me witnessing my dad being a grubby glaswegian council da was that i knew shower every day mate like yeah. without fail like i've got deodorant aftershave on like my personal hygiene as much as i look like a tramp um I'm not a Trump. You don't look like a Trump. I think you're quite... You don't think so with a big fucking beard? No. I think I look a wee bit I think bit you're homeless. quite handsome, mate. Thank you very much, mate. This took a sinister turn. <laughs> Turned into a porno. Look the door, you're getting pumped. The, the, the opposite of homophobia is about to happen, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll lick your father. That's the end of the podcast there. It just fades out. We only done six episodes. Why did it stop? Because uh, Bobby for Scott Squad tried to tongue my fart box. <laughs> I just realised your missus is in, the, is in the next room. Aye, mate. I'm just trapping hints left, right and centre here. I hope that she hears and gives me a wee Christmas present. <laughs> Santa Claus. Um, but uh, I'd believe in Santa if that happened, mate. Aye. <laughs> if I get rimmed for Christmas. Um, well, do you shave your arsehole? I do not, mate. You'd have to shave it if you'd want anybody. I don't know, you. mate. I've went down on lassies that would get fucking bush. Hairy farters? Hey, Bush is alright. I'm talking about hairy arseholes. I don't think I've got a hairy arsehole, mate. Everybody's got a hairy arsehole, you must. I don't must. think I do, mate. I don't feel held in there. Did I tell you when I was a barber? <laughs> Did I tell you that story? <laughs> Where the fuck is this conversation went, mate? Um, we're going deep. Aye, we're <laughs> deep into my fucking arsehole, fuck's sake. What's going on? Um, no. When I, when I was a barber, tell I me. went to barber college and they give you an open razor to practice shaving in a blunt. This was when I was like 23 or something and uh, I took it home and I shaved every single part of my body apart from my head. Basically for the chin down, I shaved everywhere with an open razor, balls, legs, shins, fingers. Why? I think I was having a Britney Spears moment, but 
I did not cut one cut right. And honestly, I, it was such a good shave. That's that impressive, it, mate. It took fucking months to grow back mm-hmm. to the point that I was like, have I done something to my fucking like nerves or something right. that the hair won't grow back? Killed, killed my fucking follicles <laughs> and now I don't have any hair. I'm partial to a shaving boss acne um, on myself, obviously, I'm talking. <laughs> um, nothing against gay people or bisexual men, like I'm just not, but... Um, <laughs> the I've I'm partial to a trim, like I've got to say. Um and uh I You've got to trim? I think so, didn't you? You've got to trim your balls, man. Honestly. You ever just... seen the photo of Maradona? No. no. Is he Harry Boz? <laughs> Basically, like he looks like he's got three balls, mate. Like and his cock is getting lost in his pubes. Oh no, man. <laughs> Is he full of coke in this? Or Probably, it... mate. I mean, that's that's got to be the only explanation as to why he literally had like a wee acorn, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, hopefully he was a grower. <laughs> I'm a grower. So am I, mate. Aye. See, flaccid, I think somebody would laugh at my flaccid cock. <laughs> <laughs> but, full disclosure, <laughs> see, see when it grows... They would eat humble pie, man, honestly. <laughs> it goes for zero to hero, does it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, this fucking conversation's went left, but I love it. Aye, um, fuck it. What Good about... Um, I my juice? Nah, I'm all right, mate. Um, <laughs> what about fucking... What, what else were we going to talk about? We were going to talk about Stevie G, weren't we? Oh, Steven Gerrard, man. As you all know, I'm a Celtic fan. Fuck it. Me too. Aye. Paul's a Celtic fan, and uh, but Stephen Gerrard's left to Aston Villa, and Rangers fans have had a full blown meltdown. Now, what I find funny as fuck is that you've got forty year old guys. I don't know why they've got so many cardboard cutouts. I Gerrard, Stephen Gerrard. Rangers were selling them after they uh, won the league. It was like a big thing that they had full-size, life-size cardboard cutouts of Steven Gerrard and the Rangers show. So I think all the Rangers dads went and bought them. Fuck. Wonder so, what deviant behaviours went on with a fucking cardboard cutout, a slippy G. So every single bin in Hoffa Glasgow's got a Stevie G cutout in it. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see the granny video? No. So a Rangers fan um, gave his gran a tablet and she was looking at the tablet tablet a rangers fan punched the cardboard cutout. the grand's obviously a gran and blind and old and she's like oh that's disgraceful knocking him out and he's <laughs> like that's a cardboard cutout and she was just no it's not that's, that's a shame. real it's quite cute actually but uh <laughs> she thought it was really him getting aye. punched in the face and somebody's gaff and fucking govern mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, i'll be honest mate i've never liked him Stevie G. I never, even when he was a player, obviously I admired his talent uh-huh. and hard work and dedication, his craft, but I've always found him quite a smug, smarmy wee cunt. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, well, he's not at Rangers anymore, so I don't give a fuck. He stayed, like, you know, like 500 feet away from my front door. Aye. I met him and his missus. Well, no, his missus. Um, his missus would, you'd only ever see her every now and again. I think she must still stay down in England and come up and down. But yeah. there was one night Aberdeen beat Rangers at Pitaudry 
And I went round to the Sainsbury's garage in the West End at Woodlands Road, and he was in. <clears throat> and the boy behind the counter was a Rangers fan. Rangers had beat 2-1 or 2-0. I think it was, I think it was 2-1. I think it was quite a late goal. It was a, like, a heartbreaker for them. Yeah. And the guy was like, oh, shame about the night. And Stephen Gerrard was basically like, shut up, mate. I don't want to talk about it. So he's a prick as Honestly, well. Honestly, aye. Hi, mate. He's a prick as well as a little smug. So do, do you remember what specifically he said? Like, um, excuse me, mate. I don't want to fucking talk about it. Yeah. And they get the young guy who's like a student working in a Sainsbury's garage. You could see, I mean, Stephen Gerrard must be like his idol. Can you imagine uh-huh. meeting somebody that of that level of fame? Yeah. And um, uh, and try to get a bit of chat and, say, and clearly saying, oh, bad result tonight. I'm, I'm pretty gutted. I'm a Rangers fan and hope, ah, oh, no, mate. But, you know, I don't know what he was hoping to get on, but he get told to shut the fuck up. Just friendly chat. I won't name him, by the way, but I've met a former Celtic manager. Um, and a pub one night, I get introduced to him, and he was an absolute prick. Lenny? Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink, right. nudge, nudge. Ah, I've heard that Neil Lennon's a bit of a knob. I'll I'm not saying it's Neil Lennon. Okay. You're saying it's Neil Lennon. Aye. But um, he was an absolute prick. Aye. Like, honestly, the so you know how when you love a football club, I'm sure Rangers fans are the same. It's like this superhero, like everybody's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then I met him and my soul left my body at how much of a cunt he was. Aye, well, it was devastating. That's a shame. That's a real shame. I've got a funny story um, about Viduka. Right. Remember Mark Viduka? So I had a season ticket at Celtic Park up until... Just before Brendan Rodgers came in, I gave it up, Ronnie Dyler's last season. Um, combination of, I wasn't going to the games because I work and the football was fucking dross. Yeah. It was like a fucking Tuesday night in December and we were playing Inverness, Cali Fissel in the League Cup and I turned around to my mate and went, I'm no renewing my season ticket next year. We won 3 now. It was boring and it was like fucking below, t- 10 below zero. And I was just like, I'm not doing this anymore. Why am I doing this? I don't even want to fucking be here. But anyway... <laughs> When I was, uh, so Viduka was at Celtic 98 to 2000, I think. <clears throat> and me and my mate went down to renew the season ticket. So the way that it used to work back in the day was, is that you paid a deposit and then you paid like three installments. And my dad put the cash into the envelope and me and my mate's dad did the same. And I went down to renew mines and my dad's season tickets. It's amazing that I fucking, I mean, if this is 1999, 2000, I'm like 15. Wow. So they were letting 15 year olds walk in with like cash in an envelope and buy season tickets. But um, we renewed our season tickets and to renew back in the day, it was a book with like loads of vouchers in it. You had to take your old book down to prove that you were the season ticket holder and then they would renew it and you were left with a book. I've got a few of them in the house. So the players were coming back for training. This was before Lennox Town. So they'd have been coming back for Barrafield to Celtic Park and they're all going in. Henrik Larson was there, Mialbi was there, Maravchik was there. And Viduka, and there was a whole load of speculation, was Mark Viduka going to leave? And he came out, and my wee mate, Stephen, um, said to him, are you leaving, big man? And he signed our, our new season books. He signed them and went, no, absolutely not. You'll see me next season. And gave us like a wee sort of like, don't worry about it, boys. See, by the time I had get back came, Sky Sports News had announced he was signing for Leeds. <laughs> Fucking prick. <laughs> That is like worse than my Santa story <laughs> with my brother, man. Mate, I couldn't believe it. I literally walked through the door and was like, my dad, Viduka's no leaving. And he was like, what? Your like, dad's like, ah, bookies. 
no, my dad was pointing at the telly. Like, <laughs> no, he is. Like, he's just signed for Leeds. I was like, what a prick, man. Fucking dickhead. Wow. I'll never forgive him for that, mate. Honestly, I was heartbroken. Absolutely devastated. What a dick. I know, mate. But funny story, like, fuck's sake. Um, what always, do you know what's always <laughs> fucking surprised me? How short football players are, mate. I'm I'm 6'5". Yeah. And I met the full Celtic squad a lot, being at the games and being done and getting tickets and stuff like that. And everybody was tiny. Even guys like Baldy, Bobo Baldy, he's only like 6'1". So I'm wow. like four inches taller and you see these guys on TV and you think these are mountains, like these Aye. men are mountains. And then you meet them and you're like, you're a wee guy. I know it's like, uh, see Charlie Adam, like when you watch him on the TV, you're like, oh, he looks a bit chunky for a professional football player. Yeah, he looks about fucking 50 year old man. What's going on with him? Aye. And then I seen him in the West End one day and he was actually really skinny Aye, and quite fat. small. Aye. And I'm like, fuck, that's my target weight. <laughs> And I think he, he's a goblin, you know what I mean? What the fuck do I look like if I'm saying that about him? Aye, mate. What's, what happened to Charlie Adam? Like, how can a professional athlete look like that? <laughs> he's just old school, isn't he? Snus. Is it snus? <laughs> well, Imagine being a professional fucking athlete and being mad for snus. That was another thing that was embarrassing about Lennon, wasn't it? That that was just accepted. What is what are you talking about? Is it's called snus, isn't it? It's like tobacco that you put oh, in your mouth and you chew it. Aye, like uh, snuff. 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 Aye, mate, that stuff's evil. Yeah. See, the first time I, I somebody, um, let me, tobacco. Let's see if it is snus. Aye, as it's, um, why did it put in Tesco? Snuff tobacco, Tesco, just snuff tobacco. I don't put snuff into Google, by the way. You'll get the FBI fucking <laughs> champ your door. Aye, it's snuff. Um, I fucking check hard drive. Um, I had a mate that gave me some of that one night on a night out and I had to get him. I just had a way to feel sick. Aye, aye. mate, an instant whitey. I've been like that with cigars. I like to smoke a cigar and mm -hmm. um, I had to stop because I've been, it's made me crave, I know it's stupid, right? But I've craved tobacco now mm -hmm. and I'm craving fags. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, oh, I have one cigar a week. Now I'm fucking addicted to the back, to nicotine. Aye, mate. A wee stimulant for you. Aye. You want to wrap up? I think so. How long have we done? 46 minutes, mate. 46 and minutes. I think it's been all good. I think I need to be honest with everybody. I've been fighting a spew as well. But the full hang? For the full hang, aye. You've done well, mate. I've I've been a champ. Uh, it's good that I never pulled it the day because I think I'm too fat. Aye, mate. Baby steps. Absolutely, mate. And you absolutely are, mate. Fuck's sake. Give Thank yourself you. a break and fucking... Aye. As I said, mate. See, on that, I know I was getting a bit of advice about, like, introduce one thing. See, as soon as you find yourself no wanting to go outside because you've got this idea in your head that everybody's going to be looking at you and thinking, oh, look, stay at him, he's fat or whatever. Uh, my advice, and this would be like the pure killer pill, go outside. Aye. Don't, don't allow that to set in, mate. Don't allow that fear to set in because once that starts to set in, it's a fucker. So I'm glad to hear that you get your weight vest on and you went for a long walk, mate. Yeah. And it's good to hear, man. Thank you, mate. I love you with all my heart and my soul. I love you, mate. I, I could you. see this turning into a, a, a friendship. Get your knob out. Why did I have to ruin that? It was such <laughs> a lovely moment. You can, in fact, don't even edit that out, man. I want people to see it. You want people to know? <laughs> I want people to know what's going on. Get your knob out. It's Christmas.
<laughs> right, that's, yeah. that's that's got to be the title. <laughs> She'll get your knob at his Christmas. Also, you never. I love how you were talking about Maradona's cock, and then that was it. We were but, talking about pubes. All right, aye. right. We'll wrap it up at that. Um, thank you very much, everyone, for listening and watching the podcast again. As always, if you could buy us a coffee, chuck us some bangers and mash, it will go towards the studio hire and my five litre bottle of water and juice and stuff. Um, guys, if you enjoy it, retweet it, share it. Come on to fuck. Put it in your WhatsApp group, send it to your pals. Um, I'm enjoying it, Paul enjoys it, and the feedback that I'm getting, everybody seems to be enjoying it, so... I'll see you next week. God bless. Stevie Girad. Girad? Edit that out, man. I think I'm having a stroke. See you later, right? Need up this week. Hey! <laughs> oh, it's Christmas. Ah! Phone's an ambulance. I need help. <laughs> <laughs>